every single time you hear that song. That song will always be good. It's such a good song. I, I'm actually pretty surprised that, I feel like if Xenon came out nowadays with like how everything becomes so sensationalized, that song would be like a hit on the radio. I think <laughs> people like dancing to that on TikTok or like that would become a TikTok trend. There's so much that you could do it's with good. that song. We, do you wanna, we could start it. We could start that trend. <laughs> Oh, that's it. That's how we that's, that's how we make it big. That's how we blow up. We do the protozoa 20, 20 I was gonna say in the 21st century, but I guess Xenon came out in oh Xenon came out in 1999. So yeah, we'll bring uh the dance into the 21st century. That's I mean it makes sense and it deserves it. And it's just I mean, the lyrics are just so good. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> <laughs> make my heart go boom, boom. <laughs> God, that's so catchy. Oh my lord. Well, I know that you are excited. You have to be over the moon. This is like your favorite decom. I do. Okay. I wanted to ask you this because so I I back in the day, months and months yeah. and months ago, our first episode ever when we we're picking decoms, um obviously like you picked Johnny Tsunami, I picked Xenon. It is crazy. So I wanted to know, did you think that this movie still held up to I mean, I know it wasn't your top three, but it was up there. But like, you know, when you're like, okay, Johnny Tsunami, is that going to hold up? And it did. Did you like this one? Did you think it was different than when you watched it as a kid? So I actually don't even, not only did it hold up, I'm not even kidding when I say this. Like, I think it surpassed my expectations, like low key. Because you know, when you think back, like even kind of like when we were covering, let's say Teen Beach or like a Cheetah Girls, it's like, okay, I liked this movie, but this is exactly what I remember it being. This movie, I just had a blast watching, I, honestly. I don't know what it is about these movies made during this time period, like Smart House, Xenon, mm -hmm. Johnny Tsunami, all of them are holding up. And it's crazy because them. even like, Tech, yeah, okay, is the CGI there? Maybe not, but it's still, the storylines <laughs> are so good. It's crazy to me because I'm not gonna lie, obviously we've watched some um, that don't necessarily hold up to as much as when you were a kid. But yeah. These, uh, <laughs> five stars, five stars, five stars. So good. Yeah, and you know what? I actually was just thinking, because um, you and I had talked about who's like the decom queen, who's the decom king, and it was funny because like, on the cover of our podcast, I'm Johnny, you're Xenon, and we were just talking about it, our first episode. I didn't realize that, I don't know why it just clicked, but uh, Kristen Storms, who plays Xenon, was in Johnny Tsunami also. So that's kind of, it's kind of oh, like coming full circle. Yeah, she was the daughter um, of the yes. the president. When I was like I looking it up, they're like, she's also in, Z in Johnny Tsunami. I was like, what? I always forget that. And we already covered Johnny Tsunami, and I already I forgot that. <laughs> she actually, oh my god okay so besides like Brenda Song she's probably been in the most decoms then because she's got three Xenon 
Yeah. And then she's got Johnny Tsunami. So that's four. I know Brenda had Brenda Brenda's song has like six, I think. So oh my god, no one's touching we're that. We're just crazy in itself. But yeah, she's um I'm trying to look it up to see if there's any more. But I mean, still, like being in four decoms like that's kind of funny that you know it's not just us i feel like it's like people as a whole when they talk about the king or queen of decoms uh krista never gets mentioned despite as you said being in four of them it's it's so weird i feel like and the thing is she, she it's not like she like okay so certain actors and actresses i feel like in decoms they do their decom thing and then they're done right, right. that's like a big break but kirsten i mean she has been on she was, I think she's still on General Hospital to this day. Yeah. And she's still, she's been on like so many soap operas, which I mean, I feel like as you get older, like that's such a good gig. You just go in, you film, you know, it's consistent. And so good oh, for yeah. her. She's still crushing it. Yeah. She's, um, I think she isn't, is there another decom actress that's also in soap operas or is she the, I could have sworn there was somebody from Cheetah Girls who was, but I think it might just be. Might just be Kristen. So yeah, it's so funny how you can like, because honestly, no one knew that Xenon was going to blow up like this, but you can like milk that what's supposed to be 15 minutes of fame into an entire career. Anyway. And she did. She, she did. did. It's iconic. Still, it's her role is just still like iconic. It's just oh, like yeah. Johnny Tsunami. It's so crazy. Like, I feel like you mentioned Johnny Tsunami. Everyone knows exactly who you're talking about. You mentioned Xenon. Everyone knows who you're talking about. And it's just, you got to give it to him because even the kids today, I feel like you say that, they still know who it is. And maybe oh, they haven't seen it, but they, they're like, oh yeah, of course. I know, I, I, I know like they can visualize the movie of what it looks like. So like way to go Disney because this 1999 period, like y'all were on something that was awesome because every single decom was incredible. Banger after banger. Um, Bangers. But, but yeah, I mean, if you guys couldn't tell, we're really excited to cover Xenon <laughs> today. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Um, before we get into Xenon, we do have to talk about our own movie moments, though, first. Um, Kelsey, I'll just go first. And I think that you follow me, obviously, on Instagram. So I think you know what my movie moment is going to be. But for those of you who don't, uh, I am obsessed with a show called Vanderpump Rules. Um and I'm not proud of it, but I do like it. Um, and one of the cast, it is a good, it's it's one of those shows where it's like, it's a comfort show, even though it's kind of toxic, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, you can, you can like see other people's draw. It's just, it's so fun. You get hooked. You get hooked. You do. You do. And so I, um, I actually never watched the show until like three months ago is when I started the first episode. I've watched all 11 seasons now. Um, the star of the show, Ariana Maddox, she actually moved to New York City to uh, become part of Broadway for the musical called Chicago. Um, and so I am actually going to be in Arizona for Valentine's Day. So my boyfriend and I, we did a little impromptu Valentine's Day last week. We got some paella at a very great Spanish restaurant and then went to go see Chicago. Uh, this was Blake's first Broadway play, and I have never seen Chicago before. So Kelsey, I know that Chicago is one of your favorite musicals, but when I say like, I was blown away by the performance. I mean, Ariana is so talented. But just the music and the dance numbers in Chicago, I was grinning from ear to ear the whole time. When I saw your story and it was like, I, you know, obviously the Chicago entrance to the theater and then it was like, see you soon, Ariana. I was like, he better tell me every single <laughs> yeah. 
of what she did in the show. But you said she was really good. She was really good. She was, um, so she actually was a theater kid in high school and then did theater after graduating. So she has that theatrical background. Um, and she, yeah, she was, you could definitely tell, like, this is going to sound cheesy, but she kind of was meant to be a star because, like, when she was on stage, your whole, like, the audience was just all captivated by her. And her singing was, like, low-key good, too. Which is, I wouldn't. I guess I could kind of see that she's a theater kid, but just so awesome that, you know, because this, okay, I know there are some Broadway shows that are, I feel like, especially the newer ones where they're not super mainstream yet, but come on, you get the the lead role in Chicago. That's crazy. And isn't Chicago, because I'm not super well-versed with Broadway, but isn't Chicago like one of the most iconic Broadway shows there is too? Oh, oh my God, yeah. Especially after, I feel like it was always big and it's been around forever and then especially after the movie came out, it right. was just everyone became obsessed with it. So the fact that she gets to, oh my God. And I just realized, do you know who she took over for? Oh my God. How did I not realize this until now? Olivia Holt, girl versus monster. Oh, oh what? Oh my God. It's, it yeah. is coming full oh circle. <laughs> I just realized this because I was like, wait, why was I following Chicago? Like all throughout the summer and the fall? That's why. So she took wow. Olivia Holt's role. That is crazy crazy that actually is crazy that's crazy that you say that because like because when i was in chicago like the play then i opened up the pamphlet and i saw jordan from teen beach in it so i guess decom stars are just going to broadway these days Hades town man i'm telling you before he leaves that show i will i have to see him in that show um you God, and your mom will be like front row we'll be front row with like jordan no Fisher i'm not even i'm not even kidding you will <laughs> So that just also like I'm just so glad that you got to see her though too because I know how big of a fan you are of that show so I'm just so glad that you and Blake because Blake is also dare I say he's also a fan of the show uh, he's a super fan he's like on their Reddit every day <laughs> he was he's so like well. Oh, it was he. Yeah, he like literally when Ariana came out for her like bow, he was like, Woo! like standing up, clapping. I was like, all right. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it was a, it was a magical movie moment for me. Um, Kelsey, what, what did you do this weekend? That is your movie moment. Well, that's glorious. I feel like mine is very much more of like collective. I'm sure a lot right. of you listening out there too also have the same movie moment. Um, the Grammys this year, I don't know. <laughs> was i don't know what happened i feel like i, I obviously like for all of the award shows i do feel like the grammys are my favorite you get to see a couple performances there's always some good celeb watching which is great but i feel like the the grammys were just on something this year where all of the performances were so good um but the one takeaway that i got to say and it's so cool that i feel like everyone's still talking about her is miley cyrus like this her performance of flowers was so unbelievable also she looks amazing she sounds uh, she always sounds amazing and she looks amazing and now I feel like everyone's just like on TikTok searching like what is her Pilates workout because apparently she's huge into Pilates and the girl looks awesome like her arms were like chiseled out of marble like it was something uh, like a goddess and so I'm just so cool that also it was so cool to see her so cool to see her get her moment but it was just crazy to me because like we followed her since the Hannah Montana days, right? And I feel like she's yeah. always been an icon. She's just one of those people that like has it. No matter what age she is, she's just been like that girl. 
And I feel like it's crazy. I didn't realize this was her first Grammy. That's that nuts. She's I mean, yeah, you and I were talking about she's had banger after banger. I mean, first of all, A Party in the USA is one of the most iconic songs ever. Wrecking Ball, Malibu, uh, 23. Like, she's had so many amazing songs that have just captivated our generation that I'm surprised, too, that this was her first Grammy. I, it's nuts. I mean, because even, I mean, yeah, she's just, she, I feel like when you think about it, there's so many hits. Like, if she were to do an Eras tour, that would be so insanely epic because especially i mean i would love to hear some hannah montana uh, i was just gonna say (laughs) like and if she could bring the jonas brothers back then like i'd be in the front row sobbing what if she opened with the theme song it's all black and you just hear (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly i would lose my mind um but it was just so cool because it's like wow it's all of this time i mean she's still obviously so young but all of this time yeah. has passed where she's in the industry and now she finally gets her moment so i thought that was so cool um oh, yeah it was just so awesome to see and it's just so i love that everyone loved her performance is still talking about her um but yeah it was so again i was in my pjs just eating popcorn watching this but i was like god she's she's gonna be famous for for the rest of her life like she thank god dolly parton is her godmother because She's going to have like Dolly Parton's fame for, throughout the entire majority of her life. She's just so oh, yeah. good. Ugh, well, I and her. her voice is so unique too. I mean, it gives you chills. Like she did that. Have you heard that uh, Jolene song that she does? Oh like it's, gosh. it's nuts. It's nuts. She is, it's so crazy. It's almost like a weird combination between Stevie Nicks, but also super old country. Mm. And that old, like hearty twang. And you can't teach that, which is also crazy. So, man, good for you, Miley. Uh, but yeah, thanks for making my movie moment of the week on my couch because it was just so cool. I loved seeing her. Yeah, it was it was really, really cool performance. So um, awesome. I hope everybody out there watching it liked it too. Um, well, you know who you know who would be even better at the Grammys? Who? Protozoic. <laughs> Sorry, I, to, I was like, I'm about to eat with this transition. I'm about to eat. <laughs> I knew I was like, it's there. I know we're about to go to the movie. <laughs> I was like, let's go, let's go. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, no, I'm not even kidding. Like they would, they would kill it at a Grammy performance. They would honestly the what he, the outfits he was wearing in this movie and the rest of his band. I was like, I could I like unironically see this being popular today. Like when you see some of the things that like. I'm thinking of like Jaden or even like Nessa vibes. They are similar vibes, clothing style wise. The only thing that I couldn't get over that I don't think I could see today are the frosted tips. But like, you don't, you never know that could, I could see Gen Alpha being like, oh yeah, we're doing like, we're doing frosted tips. We're bringing that back and the spiky hair. That actor, I was wondering like, how long did he have to sit in hair and makeup to get each of those frosted tips perfectly in the little triangles and he has like 30 of them on his head that's got it you got to be sitting in that chair for a while well thank god he did because he looked amazing <laughs> up there and he oh. absolutely he had he had, a, he had a lot of kids like you and me growing up with a crush on a singer from outer who, who's performing in outer space so thank you hair and makeup <laughs> thank you and oh my when Again, it was so weird because when you're a kid, you have a crush on him. 
And so you're watching, you're like, I'm not going to have a crush on this guy anymore. You know, I'm a grown, I'm a grown person. And you're like, Oh my God, I still have a crush on this guy. <laughs> He's so perfect. The accent, the attitude, the charisma, chef's kiss, just amazing. So good. Watch out. Watch out. Harry Styles in one direction. Protozo X coming your way. Watch out, Harry Styles. Seriously. Um, <sighs> okay. Before we get into the movie though. Yeah. I can we just do and this will be like the only time I say this in my life can we just do a little math here though because it's kind of I was trying to figure out timetables for this movie okay. okay so obviously like movie comes out in 1999 so yeah we had some technology back then but you know it was like everything I feel like was just starting to come up like obviously nothing even in Apple was crazy yet I feel like besides computers so the year that this movie takes place like in the movie is mm -hmm. 2049 yeah. and the station is i think they said it was something like 27 or something years old which means that the space station when i did i did this math last night because i was like this is crazy the space station would have come out in 2022 so two years ago would crazy. have been when the space station up and then xenon was on there for 13 years so she went up and she would be going up in 2036 but i was like can you imagine like two years ago right and we know the world is where it is can you imagine it was like hey do you want to you and your family do you want to go live on the space station but doesn't that make sense kelsey if you think about it i'm like did these directors like go into the future and predict COVID because couldn't you see like during COVID times being like, we need to get off of earth. Let's build this station. It comes out in 2022, only the wealthy and the intelligent thousand few then leave earth. Like something's up Disney. What's up? You're right. That's, that's way too much of a coincidence. That's like really. Like really right on the like, dot. Yeah. Right on the dot. Like, yeah. All these wealthy people would get vaxxed sent to space you're done with earth and the germs but it's crazy it's crazy when we're like oh we're we're living in that time now when this movie is supposed to be well the crazy yeah i was actually doing the math too because like you know me like now that like i'm in my 30s i'm like oh my god everything's about age and i was looking at uh parker widman and i was like doing the math and I would have been his age. Like he is people like who were born in my year. So I'm like, oh my God, it's just so creepy. It's like, we're seeing ourselves in the future. Oh my God. That makes me sick though, too, because he's like a multimillionaire. <laughs> but we're not, that, we're not that old yet. We're not that old yet. Who knows? No, we could. You're right. Yeah. Right. And he actually didn't even start his company until two years ago, Kelsey. So we should not be feeling bad because it came out in 2022. Right? We still have time. We still have time. We have, we have all the time in the world. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna get it to space because of this podcast, trust me. Okay. Um okay, before we get into like the plot and stuff, I think that like after after the math conversation, I think this is actually a good segue because I don't think that we can ignore technology in this movie. Um, it's really fascinating. This movie got a lot right and a lot wrong at the same time in terms of what technology would look like. Um, I'm not sure if you noticed this, but I was, again, blown away by it looked like they were FaceTiming each other. They had the little squares, which kind of resembled an iPhone. It was so computer centric. I was like, whoa, they, they kind of 
they ate with us. I know. I was like, were they talking Loki behind the scenes to like an Apple rep or something? Because right. honestly, they're on like iPads pretty much. Yeah. And I feel like everything that was like the cool, I remember that was the coolest thing. I feel like the coolest technology in the whole movie, even when I was a kid, I was like, okay, yeah, we've got hovercrafts, things like that. Like, and in my head, I was like, of course, we're going to have that by the time that rolls around. And I'm like, we're still waiting for that, but it's fine. <laughs> but it was, it was crazy that, that, yeah, like they all have iPads and they all, all the kids just walk around. They're all really good at coding. They're all really good at hacking into things. And I was like, it's kind of eerie because kids these days are like, they yeah. are kind of like these kids. Um, I mean, obviously the ones living in space, they're a little bit different, but <laughs> it's just, it's nuts when you see the similarities like obviously there's still very much like 90s fashion in this movie it's kind of crazy right but it's eerie what they got right well i mean even just like the self-driving car too when the kid was like oh no it's like a self-auto i'm like when i was last in scottsdale like every other uber was the self-driving uber i'm not even kidding when i say that so i was like geez like this is this is actually really really interesting i feel like we should just make a like write an article about what Xenon got right and the, the life of 1999 versus 2024. Uh, I would personally love that. And yeah. that would be a deep dive. I would 100% be willing to go into because it, it's so crazy. It's also so crazy too how like it was very much still the 90s where it's like we have all of this secret information and these things like this technology that's going to take down this entire space station and it has to be on this disc because i feel like back in oh the 90s oh my god yes. floppy disks which i'm like can you imagine like no like there's literally like they don't even know what a cloud is yet like we're living in space but all everything's still saved on disks and physical things i thought that was funny but or when crazy. kind of kind of with like the disc thing when she was like xenon ah, are you watching another movie chip <laughs> well we have netflix and streaming now but <laughs> oh my god oh technology, uh, oh, technology. Actually, actually sorry this is the last tangent i'll say about technology but i lied my favorite was the floating boat for no reason did you like when they were eating by the riverfront and you just see this like ship that's like hovering i was like why thank you that oh my god why okay we'll get into it but like i love how the space station like everything was like your food magically pops up in a microwave and all of this stuff and then you get down to earth and it's like everything's still the same but we've got like one hover ship like going over the water yeah <laughs> like that's, that's it. literally everything's the same but the hover ship like everything i just they're like you know what we're gonna just be in canada filming this but we're gonna put what we're gonna invest all of our cgi and money into this like hovering cruise ship going down the river <laughs> they didn't even like it focus so on it it just like randomly went by but yeah anyway <laughs> very much like okay we're gonna like eat eat at this like 90s restaurant which looked super fun i was like oh i wish like i actually would still want to eat there but i was like it was so star wars I feel like ask of them to be like, oh yeah, just you know what, just just put a hover ship back there. We'll we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, while well, they're waiting for their fries with the waitress, go put a hover ship in the back. <sighs> oh my okay. gosh. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good juxtaposition, kind of like the technology on Earth versus the ship. And we're first introduced to Xenon on this. Sh it's a ship, right? That's what they call it. It's or a it's a space station, but it looks like a weird like hamster wheel. 
Yes, exactly. I was like, yeah. And it looked, it would actually give me a lot of anxiety living on that. Not gonna lie. It looked pretty miserable. Okay, I was like, we need to talk about this because the two of us, I feel like sometimes get anxious about things. And do you think we would make it on the space station? Absolutely (laughs) not. No, when she got sent down to Earth and she's like, I need to get back up there. I was like, I would hide. I would not come back. I know you and I would have multiple meltdowns. Like, could you imagine, Kelsey, if like, if we, if it hit like a, I'm so bad at space. If it hit like one of those rock things. Yeah, a meteor. And it like moved, like we would panic. And usually when I panic, I like to go to parks. I like to smell the fresh air. It's like, where do you go? Where do you go? I love how they casually, it was at the beginning of the movie and they were saying, you know, oh, we have to make sure everything's perfect for um, when Wyndham, their funder comes. And they're like, yeah, remember that really bad fire in the computer room like five years ago or something? Like, what do you mean a really bad fire in the computer room? (laughs) Like I would. And then where do you go? You just have to run down these long hallways while smoke is coming through and you just hope you have oxygen. I, no way. I would be Aunt Judy there's no way I'm living in space. There's, There's no way. And, it, and it's not even like you're running down a long hallway. You're like, you're, as you said, you're like a hamster in a wheel. Like you, I was really, and again, maybe this is just me being like an earthling who can't concept, like, not concept, sorry, who can't like understand life in space. But yeah, I, when the scene opens, you see Xenon, she's like late for class. She's running with all of these like very odd looking people dressed up and there's all this smoke flying in her face. And I don't know, I I got a panic attack watching the opening scene. And I was like, okay, Xenon, I don't know why you like this station so much. So claustrophobic. Even their, I remember loving their apartment so, and again, I remember loving their apartment at, watching it as a kid, but then as an adult watching it, I was just thinking like, okay, so each family or each individual unit gets their own little apartment complex, but it's so tiny and you're just, that's your one private space. Other than that, like you all eat in the cafeteria. I don't know what the the other situations are like, but I was like, that I would get so claustrophobic in this. There's no way. And then I was thinking about it. So Xenon, her parents apparently said they came on to the ship when she was five. That's like, can you imagine talking to like your partner, talking to Blake, being like, we're going to, we're going to full on move to space with our family. And then we're not coming back. (laughs) I don't know. I couldn't do it. I really couldn't do it. And also not to mention up on space too. Like I'm sure they have pets. I didn't see a single animal up there. I know. It's like, probably, what do they probably, do? Probably for the germs. I bet they can't. That's a really, they probably can't. So you have a generation of these, because I saw some pretty young kids up there. So you have a generation of these kids who like will never know what it means to play on a swing set or walk their dog. Sorry, I feel like we're turning this like magical movie into something <laughs> depressing, but it's like, they'll never know what they mean. It means to like walk their dogs or like scrape their knee on a sidewalk. I that's kind of probably good, but you know where I'm going with this. Now, I mean, I'm thinking logistically, you're right. There were some little kids. So I'm like, how do you, this is okay. We do not need to get into this. I don't know where my brain goes, but I'm like, how do you give birth in space then? Like, and then the sanitary, it's just, so these kids, I just, I don't know. They probably fly into earth in the shuttle. 
But then it's like, well, whatever. There, <laughs> it's like that shuttle takes like one hour. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. I mean, so we're we're like at the beginning. We're I think obviously you and I would not would we would not be okay in this situation. No. Um, no. But I do have to say, while the opening scene freaked me out. I don't know what it was, but when they went to the classroom and I saw Raven Simone, I got this like comfort blanket, and it's just like okay, that is like so we're we're first introduced to Raven, who's her best friend, in the next scene, and there is still some resemblance of a normal childhood um, in their computer lab with their hologram teacher, um, but that's when we're introduced to their friendship dynamic. And Kelsey, what are your thoughts on their friendship dynamic? Is this one of your favorite friendship duos in decom history or do you think that there are others that outshine them i love them i yeah. love them like kirsten i think can sometimes be a little too cocky but i think yes. nebula, nebula raven's character though gives it right back and i like it she's sassy i feel like she's definitely the sweet one in the friend group but i like yeah. that she was also really strong and she would like basically call xenon out on her bs and i liked that because I think Xenon needs someone like that. Yeah, like uh, you mean like uh, girl versus monster in the future? Like there was like a lot of cockiness with Xenon, where it's like, where are you getting this from? Uh, but <laughs> yeah. this is what happens when your parents are like the lead bone density scientist on the space station. <sighs> we'll get into that one. Yeah, I. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really interesting. You say that Nebula. I think that. She is kind of an overlooked character. She's like one of my favorite characters in the movie just because I love Raven Simone. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first character that we see Raven Simone playing who is a little not as, uh, what's the word? Like most of her characters are pretty cocky and pretty like outspoken from Cheetah Girls to just like even that. So Raven, um, this is the first time we see like her playing a pretty tame role which is out of character for raven in disney it is crazy to think about it's also crazy to think that this was her first disney channel role ever so that's nuts that this is obviously she had had and sorry my dog is snoring in the background oh i don't i don't i can't, I can't hear hobsey okay. um but uh it's just nuts that this was her first role and you're right i feel like she plays this really authentic awesome character the one thing i will say and it's not a criticism on this movie i was sad that we didn't get more of her in xenon two and three i feel like i don't even think she's in the second one and i think on the third one she basically facetimes in i think and that was really i get it because raven got so big yeah. that she couldn't be in the movie so i get it but i was like i love nebula i wish i wish we could have got her again for two and three but I get yeah, it. That, yeah. that would have been good. And I was reading up. So apparently Xenon was supposed to be uh, a TV series. Like they were talking yeah. about it too. And I can't help but think like, I'm so glad that we got Raven and that's so Raven. Because if Xenon never happened, we probably wouldn't have gotten that so Raven. But I can't help but to think how amazing it would have been to grow up with Nebula and Xenon and just their like crazy adventures throughout space together. There, the TV show would have been awesome. I mean, there's so much that they could have done with that. I really, yeah. when I found it, I was, I was, again, I was excited that we got that so Raven, and I wouldn't trade that for anything, obviously. Right. Um, right. But it would have been so. Like, even if they just did one or two seasons, man, that would have been so good. It would have been awesome. And 
but I love their dynamic. I love, okay. What did you think about the scene where they are in this classroom and there's this hologram teacher? This is what I was confused about. So one, I love that he's talking about Chelsea Clinton because she's the president. I know. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. All right. I literally had to rewind. I was like, did Disney just bring politics into a decom? Actually, I was. They would never touch that with a ten foot pole today. Never. And that's okay. That's never. what I was thinking. Like, the fact that they already like we're like you know what we're not going to go with a random person. We're going to bring the Clintons into this. <laughs> it's going to be their daughter, and she's going to oh care about God. climate control. Crazy. Um, it's just crazy. But okay, is this teacher supposed to be on Earth? Yeah, I think so. And I think that this, like, I could, I could be wrong. And I, I, this is definitely buckle in everybody, roll your eyes, because film student Ian's coming out. And this is definitely not what they mentioned. But I might, it's like, was this a uh, kind of like a political take on like, how much we don't respect teachers and how little we pay them. It's like, oh yeah, you're a teacher and you're going to teach these kids, but we're not going to pay for your lodging. You're just still going to be in like on earth in your apartment. So we're just going to have you stand in this like little, whatever it's called, monogram. Is that what it is? You know. Monogram. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. monogram. What is that? I think he was on earth. That's a long way of saying I think he was on earth. Uh, this okay this is what confuses me about this movie and one that's actually so true because of course they're like oh you lowly they're like stay on earth with the germs um what okay so she has this teacher her whole entire life on the space station who's from earth yet when when xenon gets to earth she doesn't know about flowers she doesn't know about horses (laughs) she doesn't know what money is i was like so so because she doesn't know what rain is like, what are you learning in school from this Earth teacher? Your parents grew up on Earth. Also, like, like, is this space station, like, not part of a country? Like, do they not have some type of commerce? Because why wouldn't you know about money of any no. form? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming this is, like, an American, like, country, like, American territory in space. Uh, but I, I honestly agreed with you, agree with you on that, because it's also like, even if you don't know, don't you watch TV shows that are based on earth, probably like you're not, there's no TV production up there. Like you have to, they have to have flowers in a TV show that you're watching. Like, come on. Like you're obsessed with this guy, Protozoa, who's from earth. And you're telling me like you've never watched like a, a I mean, I think about all the NSYNC shows I used to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've never watched anything. You don't know. I don't, it was just really weird that she didn't know what those were. And I was like, well, that education system's got to get better because. <laughs> Some things I guess haven't changed. Jeez. Um, but, but yeah, no, that was, I was actually thinking that too, like the whole time while she's on uh, earth, like you would think that they would have at least, um, like programs from school like oh when you turn 10 or when you turn 11 you spend like a week on earth or like so all your christmas or even just like hey we're gonna go back to tampa for christmas i don't know (laughs) something i'm like so so her mom just left her sister for 13 years and was like there there's clearly a very easy shuttle service that they've figured out like concierge like beautiful seats you're not gonna go visit your 
single sister down in the States ever. You're just going to pretend like she doesn't exist. That's what, it's, that's that's what it seemed like. That's what it seemed like. But, but yeah, I mean, it was again, yeah, again, um, I don't, not to sound too dystopian, but that just, it almost seems like child abuse to keep them in that little ship from ages five to 13 and never experience anything. Never experience anything. (laughs) Yeah. It's just also, okay. Can we talk about this just because we're talking about childhood? They're obsessed. I feel like with, there's this one scene where Xenon and Nebula and all of their other friends are talking about how earth is the worst because you're dealing with weather germs. Um, her, and also she casually says at this point, her mom, her mom was robbed at gunpoint. So I was like, okay, Disney. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I guess we're going to take that job. Um, so they're obsessed with germs, but I'm like the number one hobby for all of these kids is diving into the trash units and like getting stuff from the trash. I want to talk about that. Like that, like the, I feel like the first half of the movie is like legitimately just in a trash bin. She's like always scavenging around for different trash. And honestly, this is like a very lame take, but for being a very multi-million dollar space unit, there again, it was no security because not only are these kids going through trash, Kelsey, within the first 10 minutes, Xenon's like hopping in a space suit and going out into space. Where, where is the security? Like she is running around these halls at night and she's getting into systems where she shouldn't be. Yeah, she's going into space. There's not any type, like it was harder to get into the room in Smart House than it is to just deplete this whole space station of oxygen by opening these doors. I... It makes, yeah, I think they really have to work on the security for the space station Um, because they were either that or they're just absent because I don't know where they were. I don't know either, but I do, like, this is kind of, I wanted to ask you this question about kind of like that in the trash. Like, I agree. So in the beginning, like in the first half of the movie Xenon, she's getting into trouble. She's endangering the lives of thousands of people, like (laughs) by accident. Do you think that it was too rough of them? as a punishment to send her down to earth um or i again if they didn't do that this movie would not have happened but i was just kind of they went almost from like zero to a hundred in terms of disciplining her that's yeah i did not get this because why did she have to go to earth i if just have her miss so she gets in trouble with her parents because she's again digging through some garbage, and then she's she's following <laughs> Wyndham and Lutz because she realizes they're she's just got a feeling they're up to no good, and so she gets in trouble because she's sneaking around, and so her parents are like, "You're not only going to miss the Protozoa concert, which you know down the hallway, we're going to send you to Earth, like, and we're not going to give you a date when you're coming back, so you could be down there indefinitely. We're just not going to let you know." One. Shouldn't, doesn't she need like some immunities? This girl has never been exposed to germs, diseases. She's never sneezed in her life. And then you're just going to be like, have fun. Also like gravity and you're literally bone density doctors. That's not good. Doesn't she need some type of like acclimation to the climate, to just the entire 
world it makes no sense to me they're just like all right this is your punishment go and live somehow live also we're not going to give you any money or any resources <laughs> live with you're gonna live with my sister who i haven't spoken to in 13 years um but it's also like she even made a comment she goes oh my god my skin's so white and i also thought about that too i was like wouldn't that sunlight on your skin if you've never experienced like burn you to pieces too she'd be fried she oh, would she... be fried <laughs> yeah <laughs> also she's now there's just so many things so I mean, she's eating foods that she's never eaten. Like, we don't know if she has a food allergy. The whole thing is crazy to me that her mom, who was robbed at gunpoint, is like, you know what? We're not going to ground you. Like, we're actually just going to send you to a different planet. And it's dangerous. So, like, best of luck. And also, like, now this her aunt. So her aunt Judy, her mom's sister. Now this aunt has to take care of this girl that's not used to living in on the earth. That's how that's not really fair to Aunt Judy either to just be like, all right, here's my kid. And it's not even that. It, well, it is that, but it's also like, so you're taking care of her. You're going to set her up for school. You're going to help her with her homework because she probably can't like write or do anything that's like they're doing on earth. Yeah, this aunt, like, she was living her perfect little life with her garden, her perfect house. And then this like space person comes in and lives with her. I loved the aunt, though. I loved it. She she was very nice. She was, you know what? It was hard on her, but she took it with a smile, and she was like, I'm going to help my niece out. I love Aunt Judy. I love her. I feel like she was very much the vibe of all of the... There was a lot of, like, 90s and 2000s shows that had Aunt Judy's oh. vibe. Just like, we're going to be really relaxed about things, and oh, yeah. it just cool aunt. I did love, though, that Disney was still Disney in the 90s, because it's the first night that Xenon's with her aunt. And, you know, she's she's worried about everything. She's acclimating to everything. And then she straight up asked her aunt, she's like, so how come you never got married or have kids? <laughs> I was like, oh, nice to meet you too. <laughs> I, well, first, I would like cry if my aunt, if my <laughs> nephew or niece asked me that. I would honestly, I don't, that would ruin me. Um, but it's also like, you're right. I think this kind of goes back to like, I really like Xenon, but she, she does kind of need an attitude adjustment. I mean, she, granted, I understand she's upset that she's on Earth, but she's taking it out on the aunt. And, you know, we kind of first see this semi-bullying when they're at that restaurant with the hover ship in the background. And Xenon gets picked on by one girl from this group of kids who end up being her friends in the future. And she just leaves. She goes, scratch that. I don't want to eat anymore. And, like, marches out. And the aunt's like, oh, okay. Um... But yeah, I, poor aunt. She she was verbally abused by Xenon. She was verbally abused, and then her house gets ransacked because of Xenon. This aunt went through a lot, considering she's just trying to live her life and be calm and collected and very zen. And then Xenon shows up, and it's none of that. Um, but I feel like that's a good segue too. So yeah, they're out to rest out at this restaurant, and Xenon yeah. meets this group of kids. Um, one kid. Greg falls instantly in love with her just by looking oh, yeah. at her. Um, Margie is a bully. And then I feel like there's like two other kids that again, they all eventually become her friends. Did you like this friend group? Did you, and also did you think they were futuristic enough? I didn't get this friend group. 
I kind of like the friend group in Spin. I did not understand this friend group because I felt like they all were from different cliques. Like you had Margie, who was like the fashionable, popular girl. You had Greg, who's like this supposed to be, I guess, like this heartthrob. And then you had the other two kids who's like who are like computer engineering nerds who are in the background. That being said, I did enjoy the friend group besides Margie, which we can get into. Um I liked them, but I, yeah, I didn't think they were futuristic. I thought that they were absolutely, they totally reminded me of like early 2000 friend groups. What about 100%. you? Yeah, I feel like the group did not make sense to me at all, but I loved all of them. Like I even loved Margie um, for who you she did. was. Interesting. Character, but I think it's because I like her in the later movies. And so oh. I liked her because she just reminded me of that quintessential 90s bully and then I like it because she's she's so mean for no reason. And but I feel like she's such a 90s bully where she eventually comes around and she's not like she still goes and helps Xenon at the end. She still like does her thing, but she's still just kind of like sassy about it. I don't know. I it's do I like her as a person? Would I want to be friends with her? Absolutely not. But as a right. character in a movie, love her. Like Love her. And, it, and I think it's important to say that, you know, she wasn't, it, it, there was a motive behind why she was upset with Xenon. She clearly had this huge crush on Greg and Greg did not have a crush on Margie and let her know in a very rude fashion at the end. Um, but this is all stems from her really wanting to be with Greg and Greg just not seeing her romantically at all. So unfortunately she does take it out on Xenon, but Xenon's not one to get bullied. That is, yeah, I do like, Xenon's got some really good one-liners, and I would, if either one of them came up and said their one-liners that they say in this movie, I would just go home crying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to stand up to either of them, so I'm glad I guess they met their match, but um, the one thing I will say about Margie, though, is so, while this is happening and Xenon's developing this friendship with all these kids, she's realizing that Wyndham and Lutz, the evil plot that she kind of got suspicious about at the beginning of the movie is that they're planning this massive they're they're planning to basically like blow up the space station for lack of a better words and I feel like Margie was not sensitive where it's like listen Margie that's so great that you have a crush on this boy my entire family is about to not exist anymore um so let's focus on that let's focus on that um that was my one I just Margie you gotta Let's let's weigh let's weigh some things and see what's going well, on. In Margie's defense, would you like? Would you understand if this multi-millionaire who is like Parker Wyndham, if he if he casually had a plan to kill five thousand people, I'd be like, well, I don't know if that's like really true. Um, but but yeah, that's kind of something that I really wanted to talk with you about too. I think that was actually a great segue. Like in terms of the evil plot of this movie, um, did did it make sense to you? And I also wanted to talk about how is Xenon Loki one of the more darker decoms if you truly think about the plot. This is I'm so glad you brought this up because when you watch this as a kid, it's I don't know why, but when you're a kid, I feel like you just don't realize that all of these lives are actually at stake. Like I don't know what I thought was going to happen when I was a kid, but I didn't think it would be again this mass exodus of people and 
watching it as an adult is terrifying that this this guy, this really wealthy guy who's just an investor in this space station decides to get the insurance that he he's not doing well. So he needs the insurance money. So instead of just, and can we talk about this? So this guy needs insurance money. He's not doing, his business is tanking. So he plans to blow up the space station. Why doesn't he just sell it? I feel like someone else would buy that. Yeah, like an Elon Musk or somebody would buy that off of him. Like, like if he's if he's just an investor, like he's not even a scientist or anything, like somebody else is going to buy that. And also when this blows up, aren't you going to be the first person? You're going to be the first suspect. Cause like, were you just being neg negligent? Like were things not getting checked on the space station? Like you're responsible for all these people and it blew up. I feel like they're not just going to be like, oh, you're, over. you're done. Like you like, had, you, literally, you're getting locked up. Like you had, he visited the space station at the beginning of the movie and he promised the entire spacecraft a total of, I think it was $500 million to invest. Which um, I'm like, okay. And I I didn't even think about it like that. But yeah, if, if it's like Elon Musk, like having a Mars colony that like catches, like blows up and everyone dies. No one's going to be like, well, that happened, but he wants to send people to Saturn, so we're going to invest in him now. No, your career's done. Also, I just thought, and again, maybe I'm thinking too much into this, but this is why I think Xenon on Surface is a very dark movie, because these two investors, or this investor, the lack of humanity he had, he was so okay. Like, to visit the space station, to shake everyone's hands, to see the kids, and then be like, I need more money. I'm going to kill 5,000 people in space, but I'm going to get wealthier. Man, that is a dark, dark, twisted take on society. It's so dark. Like, I'm shocked Disney went this route and they weren't just like, okay, if we don't meet these requirements and we get shut down and everybody has to move back down to earth or something, right. you know, I could right. see them doing that, but to just casually be like, all of these people are dead, including this girl is like, will be an orphan. It's so wild. The nineties were a wild time. I mean, Disney, that's what we're saying though. Like you have modern day decoms like girl vs monster where they don't dare touch anything. And then Go back in time in 1999, it's like, I was robbed at gunpoint. 5,000 people are going to get blown up. We're going to bring the Clintons into this climate change. Like, damn. Like, you ever see those TikToks where it's like, why do millennials have so much anxiety? We, this. this yes. This was our prime time growing up. And this is what we were like, you know what? Let's relax on a Saturday night. Let's watch this. I know. And nobody, there's not mass murder. They're like, you're, they're like, yeah, well, when we're not doing homework, we're escaping to the world of Xenon where 5,000 people's lives are at danger. Or we're escaping to Halloween Town where theaters full of dead people are. Like, we we grew up on some pretty intense stuff. And everyone, nobody batted an eye. Everyone was like, yes, this is so wholesome. This is why I'm so confused. And like, was I just dumb as a kid? Or did I, like, did these things just float on by me and was I like okay whatever or was I just less sensitive because like shit was a little more real back then I don't know 
I don't, I honestly, I don't know what happened. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the early, early to late nineties, um, I know you were, you weren't even like born in the early nineties. <laughs> like so, so like 2000s, late, like, I mean, you definitely also don't remember the late nineties, but like early 2000s period, late nineties were such a good time. I feel like for a lot of people. And I feel like there weren't a lot of necessarily huge stresses that we see today. Right. I mean, I feel like, like we always say this, like a month goes by and there's something else crazy happens. And so maybe we were just so far removed from, and you're a kid. So maybe you're just so far removed from the stresses of real life and things weren't as crazy back then. So we were just sheltered. So it was like, oh, like, cause how did I not realize as a kid that all of these people were going to die? And how was I not so freaked out by that? And then the writers of Disney weren't clearly weren't freaked out that little kids were going to be watching this. Yeah. Was just... And then, then, then even a step further, the original writer of the, of the book was probably just like, oh yeah, this is a children's book where like thousands of people are going to die. Like, I honestly wonder if Disney had to tone it down a little bit too. Um, but okay. This is, this question's like really embarrassing because I am 30 years old and I, I watched this movie, but, okay, can you explain something to me? Because this just kind of, like, went over my head. Okay, so what exactly, and you're probably going to be like, that's the whole point of the movie, okay? What was on the disc in her earring? That was, like, what was it? So, (laughs) this is, okay, this is where it was also, this was so hard to follow. And, again, I was like, how did we follow this as kids? Because, so... On the disc is the virus that they needed. So on the disc, so Lutz, Wyndham's assistant, planted the disc into the main system on the space station. And then I guess once the virus is in the system, it's in it. So then he took the disc with him. So he takes the evidence. So no one will know it's them. So all the, the virus is still on the disc. So now they, again, I don't know why he just didn't destroy the disc right away. But yet he still decided to keep the disc with him. And then Nebula finds it, makes an earring for Xenon. So all of this is by like happenstance too. I'm like, so if Nebula never found that and then never made it into a goodbye earring for Xenon, Xenon never would have saved the day. And this like, and everyone would be dead. So Nebula's the true hero. Raven Simone saves Disney Channel once again. (laughs) Once again, Raven is saving Disney. So that's really interesting. Okay, so well, I'm gonna back up for a second and just do like a like a 30 second overview of what's happened just to make sure that I'm on the same page. So Xenon's digging around in trash. She comes up, as usual. She comes up, and the assistant is planting the virus, takes the chip out to cover up the evidence. Somehow manages to lose the chip. Flash forward a couple of hours later, he had one job flash forward a couple hours later nebula finds this disc on the floor and goes this would make a perfect earring makes an earring for xenon she wears it comes down to earth and then once he sees her on earth with the earring he freaks out a little bit and that sets off xenon's radars and she's like what is going on with winthrop what sorry what's his name with um Oh, Wyndham and Lutz. Yep. Wyndham and Lutz. What's going on? Because when I said hi to them on Earth and I, they saw my earring, they freaked out. Do I have it right? 
You have it right, which is crazy. Because okay. all of those things are crazy. <laughs> I'm like, what happened when we were like five and six? Like, how did I follow this? Because that's that was wild what I just said. Um, okay. And then she doesn't know why they freak out when they see the earring. But Greg's the one who says it could be your earring, right? Yes, which is crazy because Xenon... She's the main heroine in this whole thing, but yet she doesn't really know anything that's going on, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing because, like, if you read the description, it's like, Xenon has this ability to see things that others can't see, and she does not know what's going on. <laughs> Even though it's, like, hanging from her head the whole time. <laughs> this kid, Greg, is like, not invested in technology at all. Like his friends are the techie ones. He literally like lives <laughs> on a farm and just like plays by the ocean. And he's like, oh, well, like the virus is probably on your earring that you're wearing. Sorry, wait, can I ask you one question? Um, did I miss this too? Because then we can go back, but I was reading like the synopsis again and I was like, they're like, Xenon gets sent down to Earth to help her grandmother. And this is on like Wikipedia, but to help her grandmother and grandmother on a farm while living with her aunt. And I'm like, the only farm we saw was the horse farm with Greg. There's no other, like, am I, was I that like spaced out that I didn't mention, didn't realize a whole nother plot? <laughs> Unless Wyndham already took out the grandparents, like, I do not remember seeing the grandparents. I could see 1999 Disney be like, oh, yeah, so he just, he injected the, the grandparents and they're dead. Um, but, okay, good. I was like, okay, Ian. <sighs> okay, so I think we're about, we're on the same page now as to know what happened. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah, and you know, it, like you were saying before, this, I feel like a lot of DCOMs, even in the 90s, are early to follow, right? Like, are easy to follow. Like, right. Smart House... You can kind of follow it. This mm-hmm. one, like, wait, we just had to, you just had to, like, draw a map out. And even in my head, I'm like, wait, was that? Okay, yep, that's what happened. Okay, yep, that's, and it's still, as an adult, it's a lot to follow. I think it kind of speaks to what you and I were talking about earlier, just before we started to film, is, like, this is one of the more complex plots for a decom. Like, as we were saying, you know, smart house, they move into a house that's smart. Eddie's million dollar cook-off. He does a cook-off to get a million dollars. Phantom in the Megaplex. There's a Phantom in the Megaplex. Like, Xenon, this one, there's a lot of different layers. And I think that you and I are finally getting challenged as film connoisseurs. And that's why we're so confused. (laughs) This is like our first challenge. We're like, what happened? (laughs) Okay. How, what if? One of the writers was like, okay, this is my this is my shot. This is gonna be a series. This is my like claim to fame. And they're like, actually, just kidding. You get an hour 30 minutes instead. And so they were like, screw it all. Like, we're doing this, we're doing this, like everything is gonna happen. And we're gonna make it crazy. And it's gonna be the craziest hour 30 minutes jam-packed of your life. And it is it really is. I think you're right. That has to be the case because. It's just so out of character for Disney. Like, even Halloween Town, luckily, I mean, I guess luckily Irish is a little more complex, but like, there's no way that some, that they told the screenwriters, like, you're getting an hour and 27 minutes, right? And they wrote all of this. 
You know what I mean? You're so right. <laughs> and then you're like, we're going to do this crazy plot. And then we're going to hold like throw in a whole space language too. Like, just oh, like yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I was like, what, what are they typing? Okay. Look, these writers ate, like they truly ate with this. So I'm sorry. Like, yeah, do you think they, they all, like, this is like maybe rude, but do you think they all just got like high in a room? And we're 100%. like, what words can we create? A hundred percent. I mean, the the whole language, like the lingo up in space and like the characters that they were typing in that looked like alien calligraphy while also looking like Egyptian calligraphy, there's no way a sober person came up with that. If they did, congratulations, because you are talented. You know, like there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. And then on top of that, so they've got the space language. Then they have the other like hip language that the Earth kids are saying. There was so much going on in this movie. Um, but I do have to say, though, in typical DCOM fashion, there's so much going on. But we got to solve everything in the last five minutes of the movie. <laughs> the last five minutes of the movie. And I got to say those five minutes were so like legitimately stressful and honestly in a good way though i don't think i've ever been correct me if i'm wrong but have we ever been this stressed watching a decom like this was like abc cbs fox type level drama that was happening at the end of the movie this was crazy and yeah even watching it as an adult i was like I'm, i can feel my cortisol level rising right now like just watching this so Xenon, in like five minutes, maybe we'll give her like eight minutes just to play it safe. She now has to, she realizes that Wyndham and Lutz are planning to blow up the space station on this certain day. She now has to get on the same ship that is going to have Protozoa, like transport him and his band up to play this space concert, which she's won to dance on stage with. So she's like, I've got to get on that ship, sneak on with him, and then somehow stop this virus from blowing up the space station with an antivirus code that her tech friend from earth has made and so all of this has to happen and then she has to figure out a way to get like to do all of this so that's the one thing i will give her i guess she's good on she might not know what's going on in 90 percent of the game but when the fan and she's got to like come down to it like she's good under pressure so i guess that's good so, and again, like, not to, like, kick her while she's down, but if you kind of think about Xenon, like, everything happened because she, she was, like, the liaison or, like, the middleman. Like, for one, Nebula found the disc. Greg found the reason for why the two people freaked out on her. Uh, the other kid broke into the system. And then um, the other friend, uh, Margie, was like, oh, well, why don't you... Like, she gave Xenon the idea of sneaking on with Protozoac. So, again, I love Xenon, but she had a lot of help. Yeah, I feel like Xenon's, like, not the ideas person. She's, she'll, like, execute it, but she's not really good at at the fundamentals of the ideas. <laughs> yeah, but she... But you're right. She did, like, literally, like, as much as I can, like, talk about, like, her... Um, she's the reason why everybody is alive because she did crack that code. And all I have to say is like, you're right. When she's cracking that code, why are all the adults or like the captain, like talking to her? There's like 20 seconds before the thing's going to blow up. She's trying to find a password. He goes, Xenon, how do you know this? Well, I'm like, stop it. Well, and I'm just like, you have 
20 seconds left to live, sir, like start saying some prayers or do, you know, just find some peace with your life because you shouldn't be mad at this 13 year old anymore. Like you're about, you're about to die. Even her parents <sighs> are like, oh, like she, even her mom was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, I would be sobbing on the ground. I'd be like, we're moving back to earth. This is crazy. <laughs> like not, not, not a like, good job, kid. It was nuts to me. It was nuts. I don't know if you noticed it again, just the complete darkness of this. Like, while she's doing this, like, then the parents share, like, a last goodbye kiss. Like, in the background, if you notice it. It's, like, in the back corner. And I'm like, oh, my God. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. But... And you know how they probably didn't make it a lot, though? It was like, you know what? During this insanely stressful period where all these people could die, we're going to have Protozoa be there, too. And so he's going to be the comic relief and he's going to be amazing. And so that will, you know, we'll balance it out. We'll balance out the stress with, with him. I just love how it's like, we, we almost died 20 seconds left. So, you know, it's boom, boom, boom. And then this like, no offense, cause he's not an idiot, but like then this idiot protozoa who like, that doesn't know what's going on. The next thing is just like, zoom, zoom, zoom. It's just like, <laughs> like juxtaposition. I guess not idiot, ignorance is bliss, but still. Ignorance is bliss. I will say towards the end of the movie, one of, I still, okay, what, and I wanted to get like, what do you think he meant by this? So it's like, we're finally getting to see his personality besides his singing personality. So he helps Xenon basically get onto the ship. So again, she can stop all of this from happening. And so Wyndham's security guards are trying to stop her. And so he stops them. And he was like, boys, like, and I'm going to do a terrible accent right now, so I'm sorry for everybody listening, but he's like, boys, do you want to be Wyndham's monkeys for the rest of your lives? Or do you want a life with rock and roll? And they were like, rock and roll. I'm like, so what does that mean? I don't What does that know. mean? Like, are they now his security guards? I don't know. I, I also like, what do you mean rock and roll? You're like a pop singer and a boy band. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't I I don't know what that means. Again, I think that this just goes back to the point that you and I were saying how no one was sober who wrote this script. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I think we can circle back and touch upon that because that line had no business in there, just random. You know, they were like like hours deep into the writing meeting and they were like yes like write that down write that down <laughs> get that it's like oh my god that will be remote. get that there immediately um <laughs> but yeah i mean it was, it was a wild it's like one of those movies though where some movies it's like okay okay boom like the last five minutes are crazy i think it was a roller coaster and then we and then it just got even crazier at the end too um but i just i do have to say i loved the ending i just you know an iconic like ending with that song seeing nebula and xenon and xenon facetiming greg who by the way has like the most like cool guy face on he's like like the whole time i was like well, you're like 11 how are you this like calm and collected um but but the ending was just absolutely i think that's why we loved it right as kids it's just like sure stuff can hit the fan but everything will all work out at the end of the day yes you're still gonna get to dance I love that Nebula got to have her moment and she got to be the one that go went on stage. Um, everyone's dancing. Everyone's happy. Xenon gets to live in space again. Um, it, was, it, was, it was so... 
<laughs> After that, I'd be like, we're packing our bags. We're going to live with Aunt Judy. No. <laughs> Next they, scene, have like, they have mozzarella sticks on Earth. Like, what are we doing here? Do. Okay, well, they have, but do they have trash bins like they have on the That's space true. station? Right? That's true. They don't have access. Yeah, they don't. They wouldn't have access to easy trash bins like that with chips no. and microbes. So yeah. pluses and minuses. Pluses and minuses. Pluses and minuses. <laughs> you, you win some, you lose some. Um, can't have a mozzarella stick, but you can dig around in trash after school. Um, <laughs> one thing I have to say about this movie that really did stand out to me, and I was hoping that, like, I want to hear your take on this, too, but um, am I crazy for thinking that the effects and, like, the it just it didn't seem like a decom movie from 1999 i thought that while the effects were cheesy it was actually like a pretty well done movie for a decom i i mean they must have had a ton of budget for this movie because they're on multiple physical sets So, so and then on top of that like oh sorry Oh no no! I was just really quickly because you said you said the budget. I was according to Playback.com. That's the only thing that has budget. They were budgeted for five million for this movie, but the special effects ran it at five hundred thousand. That's pretty crazy. That's actually crazy. That's crazy, and that's crazy. That's crazy that all of those special effects, like when you think about everything on the space station, like I think there was like a floating rat, and like the hovercrafts, oh and all God. that, like the fact. That like they got all of that for 500 grand is kind of crazy. Also, I hope that rat's okay. Cause that would, that was a whole, I was like, okay, I don't know how I feel about that, but cool. The only, it's the only animal they have up there. I hope he survives, you know? I hope he survives. I will say though, I think you're right. I love that this wasn't, it didn't feel like a decom. It was so, it was, there were so many little things that were so cool to see. I will say this is these are the most random hot takes that I have that have nothing to do with anything in this movie. One, I'm still glad that when even when everyone's wearing all these cool space clothes, that skorts are still in fashion because Xenon's wearing a skort like the entire time. So I love that those are still in play in 2049. But then also, how do we buy her mom's stress helmet? And then what was the chill room? that her mom was going to get sent to because I want to be sent there. I want to go there. <laughs> I That is actually the one thing that really stood out to me. And I was just like, that stress helmet must be the, again, not sober writing this, if you know what I mean. But like that, that must be magical. The money I would pay just to wear it for five minutes I just want, you know what, and it's not a stress helmet, but you know those, like, Apple goggle things that are coming out that, like, everyone's petrified of? Yeah, well, the only reason why I would buy, I'm like, I would never buy it, you see me, like, in a week with it, but the only reason why I would get it is, like, I feel like that's the closest thing we have to a stress goggle. You could put on, like, a zen koi pond or something with music and just relax, so hopefully if those goggles come down, we can experience a stress helmet soon. That would be, oh my gosh, that'd be great. That would be great. Until then, yeah, we can dream. We can dream. Until then, we can. 
until then we can dream. But those were, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have any hot takes really that I can think about. Like, I mean, the only, and again, this is like, it's like kind of like a shut up Ian moment, but it's like the only hot take I have is like, on earth, I guess parents don't exist. Um, there were like no parents. These kids were staying up to like 3 a.m. They were like ditching school and without any repercussions. They're blowing past like this multi million dollar <laughs> security <laughs> gate and ruining it without anything. No one asked where Greg was. Like, I don't. I don't know if he has parents. Um, but that's my only hot take. Is I guess because we would be the parents, right? in 2043 or like the low-key grandparents like i guess our generation just doesn't believe in parenting but who knows <laughs> they're all ipad kids yeah they're all well, yeah i guess they're there's something also that's crazy though too because you're right i didn't even think of that all of these kids when they break they bust her in so that she can go with protozoan the space station he, they straight up ruin they wreck this kid's car so now is, where, yeah, where are his parents? And then his parents clearly don't have any safety measures on the car, so this kid can just take the self-driving car. There's no adults. No, no. And honestly, like, and again, like, gee, the aunt, I'm not faulting her because she was not expecting to raise a kid, but, like, even she was, like, not that involved until, like, the end, too. But anyway, that's just, like, my lame little, little hot take. But you know if you have to have a lame hot take like that, like, this movie was a banger. It was so good. It was so good. If you all haven't, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you out there listening have not watched this recently <laughs> um maybe you have and that's awesome but it is so good i we were saying like what a treat what a treat it was what a treat it held up on everything like it was so amazing for the nostalgia for even back on earth just seeing 90s fashion and seeing kind of what life was like back then and i was like oh like nostalgic for that but also nostalgic for these characters like nebula xenon um, all these Earth kids. It's just, it was so, it really was so heartwarming. I loved it. And the, and like, like we said, the plot is crazy. So it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And it's like, again, cheesy moment alert, but it's like crazy and beautiful at the same time. Like, there are so many scenes in this movie that I really forgot that were just speaking to what it means to be a kid. Like, as you said, like, just seeing them, they, I think Greg and Xenon went on kind of like a date, you know, when they were eating by the river. And then just when Xenon gets caught up in the rain for the first time, or when she sees this horse, there is a beautiful moment of this space kid seeing such a beautiful animal for the first time. So, definitely go see this movie um they are celebrating their 25th year since it came out so it's a pretty big year for xenon um and it honestly changed so many people's careers so so many people it's just unbelievable movie um but i guess okay so main messages what did you think for xenon <laughs> There's been so much going on. I, when you were saying that, in my mind, I was like, please don't pick me first. I felt like I was inclined. There's been so much going on in this movie that I forgot to, like, prepare a main message. But I do think, and as I'm saying this, I'm preparing it. I do think if I had to pick one main message in this movie, it is... <laughs> 
it's no, honestly, it's um, it, I I don't think that the writers meant for this, but I think it's just like enjoying the little things in life. Um, mm -hmm. again, just like little things that Xenon got so happy about, whether it was like friendship or whether it was being able to feel rain on your skin or even just whether it was, I don't know, enjoying uh, your favorite pop star with your best friend. Like, I think that there were so many little moments in this movie um, that just kind of made the movie special. And you and I have been talking about that too, especially now that we're, well, I'm on the East Coast. You've always been on the East Coast. But I feel like East Coast people tend to rush through life. And it, I hate to say it, but it's almost like stop and smell the flowers sometimes. Like this was like really eye-opening that like there are so many beautiful things around us that we just do not appreciate. And that some 13-year-old up in space in a little hamster wheel would kill to have. So, yeah. It's true. That rain moment is so iconic. It I is, I saw it from a kid because it's like, how many times have we, have you just been in the rain and you're like, oh, it's raining again. But it is, it is kind of like when you Never, because I'm from Arizona, so I love the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I'm like, I literally, I'm waiting for me to get pissed. I'm like so excited still about the rain. <laughs> that, that makes one of us. I need to, I need to get back on that, on that train. Oh my God. But it's Have true though, because it is, enjoy, enjoy the little things in life. And it's just, yeah. it is, yeah. Like that's such a big part. And I guess, yeah, just to go off of that, the only other, like, thing that I can think of, too, is maybe just, like, form your own opinion on things. So when, okay. when nobody believed Xenon about Wyndham and Lutz and that they were bad dudes, she never stopped believing that they were the bad dudes. And she just tried to figure out what was going on. I feel like her whole life she was just questioning things. And that's why she was viewed at as kind of, like, a troublemaker. But she was also just, like, never taking she was just never like following the crowd or just taking you know word for what it was and like even her mom says earth is the scariest place on earth but then she experiences all this amazing stuff and she's like wait it's actually really cool and yeah it's so different but you know maybe we don't maybe we can have flowers because it's just to make you feel good and like on judy said it's to make your soul feel good and so i think just again like even at the end of the day when no one's believing in her and she still saves everyone from not dying. I don't know. I think there's something to be said by just form your own opinions on things, on people, um, and just kind of life in general. And I feel like that's, again, kind of an eye-opening way to live, which in a weird way, Xenon does need to open her eyes a lot more uh, for certain things. But I do think that that's like a, a pretty good message. Yeah, no, I think you're beautifully put. I think it just speaks to just the complexities and the different layers of this movie. Um, so yeah, like even though the life lessons weren't in your face, um, it kind of made, clearly this movie made us think um, and we got some pretty good life messages out of it. So I, but yeah, I guess just to finish it off, I had a blast watching this movie again. I'm so glad that we covered it and I'm so glad that it's been able to celebrate its 25th year in pop culture. I loved it. It was just as good as I remember. I It's definitely staying in my top three. I love this movie. Yeah. Um, can't say enough good things about it. The plot, again, I, I'm so excited to cover more early 90s, 2000 DCOMs with you because they just, they never miss. All of them are so good. It's a treat. And they never miss. It's a treat. So it's a treat. shout out to the writers of Xenon, uh, regardless of like what state of 
sobriety you were you you were in thank you thank you for writing this you were in the perfect state for us thank you um but yeah so i guess um i guess with that do you have anything else before we close out that you want to say about xenon um just yeah go watch it it's worth it and uh zeta supidus so zeta supidus prozac deserved best album of the year so he did All right. Well, I guess thank you everybody for listening to us. Uh, We had a blast filming, had a blast watching, and I hope that you truly enjoy Xenon if you choose to watch it this week. Um, I guess with that being said, remember, si se puede. Means yes, you can. We will see you all next week. Bye, everyone.